Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All Saturday night, a big one is an understatement. As the Gamecocks take on Mississippi State in the SEC home opener. Carolina sitting at 1-2, and two, looking to get back to 500. My top storylines for Gamecocks and Bulldogs. And guys, we start about a topic, or we start with a topic, I should say, that I spoke on earlier this week, but I want to sort of just rehash and you know, the fact that I think this is a measuring stick type of contest for both teams. That's how I'm viewing this game. You can label this a, a must win, an inflection point. You can label it a boomer bust game, whatever fancy title you want to put on it. But I, I'm viewing this as a measuring stick kind of game. Because North Carolina in week one, I almost guys at this point look at it as somewhat of a wash because – South Carolina offensively offensively was obviously not prepared to play that football game. Nine sacks in that game. What can you really take away? And I think also you look at UNC, <clears throat> one of the top teams in the ACC. Furman, there's not a whole lot you can take away. And then Georgia, the number one team in the country. You know, none of the teams you've played at this point, you are on the same footing, I think, as them. Mississippi State is a team where it's almost like a syndrome of Pick on somebody your own size type of deal, right? And Mississippi State is a team and a program very comparable to South Carolina. So, what are you really? As we mentioned before, right? Two through 13 in the SEC, you could justify nearly any team anywhere. Well, guys, this is the type of swing game and this is the type of contest where... You determine, hey, are we closer to fifth or sixth best in the SEC? Or are we closer to 11th or 12th in the SEC? Like, this is one of those type of swing games. This is one of those games that helps us sort of weave our way through the madness and figure these football teams out. Because even with Mississippi State's loss last weekend at LSU, we're talking about LSU, one of the best teams, if not the best right now, in the SEC with Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and Mason Smith on the defensive side and Harold Perkins. And there's a good chance, there's a decent chance that could be a college football playoff caliber team. So what do we really know about Mississippi State at this point? We know this. They have one more Power 5 victory than South Carolina does. And sure, it might have been ugly against Arizona, but the fact of the matter is this. They got the job done. They won the turnover battle 5-1, to one, had to go to overtime, but still got the victory it is a program in a serious period of transition 
it is a program you could almost call on the offensive side in disarray. But I think it is a measuring stick type of game for both teams. Because I think both fan bases are sitting here sort of wondering, okay, what are we? Are are we closer to an eight-win football team or a five-win football team? And I think it's a game like this that helps you determine that. Now, speaking on this game specifically on the field, you look at the quarterback position, guys. Can Spencer Rattler stay hot? That's probably going to be one of my biggest questions week to week to week. Because what he's done at this point has been masterful, right? The the composure, the confidence that he's playing with. He's doing damn near more than anybody else for his individual football team in college football. When you think about the way he is shouldering the offensive load and carrying this football team, you know, I, I saw some comments that, well, this, this football team will be one and two no matter if Lenora Sellers or Luke Doty was a quarterback. And, you know, maybe that's true, but you cannot sit here and tell me You cannot in any way diminish the impact of what Spencer Rattler has meant to this football team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think it's safe to say, and I think we all agree, guys. On nights where South Carolina doesn't get the best version of Spencer Rattler, on nights in which Rattler does not play well, and hopefully those nights are few and far between. But if that's to happen, I would damn near bank on the Gamecocks losing that football game. And so, can you depend on Spencer Rattler staying hot? Because he's going to have an opportunity in this game against a Mississippi State defense that is averaging allowing 277 yards per game through the air. To say that things set up well for South Carolina to hit big plays down the field, and you know, I'd be more worried about this game, guys, on the offensive side for South Carolina because we now know that Juice Wells is not going to play in this football game. I'd be more concerned about not having Juice Wells if I didn't already feel like that South Carolina hasn't had Juice Wells for the first three games. And I understand he had the touchdown against Georgia, and and we all wish he was out there, but does it not feel like South Carolina has operated without him for most of the season anyways? And so you've kind of been able to, it's obviously a terrible thing that Juice is injured and out, but in that time, you've been able to find some other options, some other 
some of their answers in the passing game from guys like Xavier Leggett and Omega Blake and Eddie Lewis and Amarian Brown when he's healthy. But back to Spencer Rattler. I think you are going to continue to see him play with that confidence, that moxie, that swag. But the, the big question I have is, can he stay hot? Can he continue to carry this football team and put this football team on his right shoulder? Because it leaves no margin for error. Because if he just has, for some reason, an off night or an off game or what have you, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the rest of this South Carolina football team to perform and perform well and pick up the slack and go win a game. And I just don't know how South Carolina is going to respond in a situation like that or even if they're capable of responding in that situation. Guys, I just mentioned it, but Xavier Leggett shouldering the load. You know, you look at the tape last week of what LSU did to Mississippi State, and this game sets up pretty darn well for a guy like Xavier Leggett to have yet another huge game. Elite Neighbors, guys, I think hit something like 250 receiving yards in that game. And you look at Mississippi State and their secondary and, and what they've done defensively, and we'll talk about our key matchups as we get more into the show in our next segment, if you will. But Xavier Leggett, I mean, what he's done to this point, he has been fantastic. You know, I thought it was really cool that the, the, the tweet that our good friend Brad Crawford sent out there about, you know, he had been getting texts about Xavier Leggett looks like one of those guys that Ole Miss would trot out on the field, right? Like the DK Metcalf, like this, just this, this physical specimen, like a guy that you can't match up with and can't be stopped, and you just can't say enough good things about what Xavier Leggett has done to this point in this season. But is he able to continue to shoulder that load and be that guy at the wide receiver position now that we know for a fact that Juice Wells is not going to be out there? And where else does the help come from? Is it Omega Blake? Is it Amarion Brown? Is he going to be healthy? We'll probably find out a lot more as we get closer to kickoff. Is it Eddie Lewis? Does Nick Harbour finally get more action and have somewhat of a breakout game, if you will? Is it somebody else, right? Is it the tight ends? Really excited to see who South Carolina utilizes in this passing game because I do expect the Gamecocks guys to throw the football early and often in this game. Speaking of the tight ends, guys, biggest, a big storyline for me and a question I have going into this one, is this the game that the tight ends finally emerge for South Carolina? We heard so much about the potential impact of Trey Knox and Joshua Simon, and we've seen flashes. You know, those guys have been here and there, but – I don't think anything like most of us expected at this point. And, you know, I think one of the big reasons, guys, of course, is because those guys have had to stay in and and, and pass protect and pass block and, and, and chip guys, and they really have not been featured in the passing game for those reasons. You know, I think this is a great opportunity. I think you can find some mismatches here, again, with guys like Knox and especially Joshua Simon because in limited action, guys, when you've seen him get the football in his hands, it is a really, really fun sight to watch. So, I just wonder, is this sort of the, the breakout game for those guys? Do we see more from them? Do we see Spencer Rattler go into a Trey Knox or Simon as a, as a safety valve? Do we see a Nick Elksness more, right? A Reed McKeesco, what have you. Um, you know, I, I just, I think for South Carolina, if they can get those tight ends going, and of course, that's going to fall on the offensive line, not having to use them in pass blocking, which we'll get into in just a second, but if you can get those tight ends going and you've got your receivers, I think, coming along nicely, you feel pretty decently about where they are. And, of course, you've got the trigger man and Spencer Rattler. It is going to spell huge things 
for this Gamecocks offense. And I'm excited to see just what comes of those guys and what they can give you on Saturday night against a susceptible Mississippi State back half of their defense. Guys, I didn't have this one in my notes, but I feel like one of the top storylines and something that we need to talk about is the running back position. And on a week-in, week-out basis, just how is it handled, guys? And, you know, fans have been clamoring for more Mario Anderson. I thought Dowell Loggins, in his coordinator presser yesterday, was very candid and very blunt with why DeCarrion Joyner has been starting and why they play individual individual guys, guys. Dabble Loggins had this to say, quote, if someone is not playing, there is something not going on that either the player is not meeting the expectation of the coach or the player's expectation of themselves are not high enough. That is how depth chart decisions get made. I thought that was a read between the lines of Dabble Loggins saying translation, hey, guys, we hear you. We know you want Mario Anderson and Nick Harbour, and other guys to play. But guess what? They're not doing enough in practice to warrant more playing time. Now, when it comes to the the Nick Harbour situation, I I think you can get away with that. Okay, he's he's a guy transitioning to the wide receiver position, the nuances of it. I think we kind of, most of us expected there to be a transition. And you've got other guys that are making impacts at wide receiver. But like when the running game's getting nothing, and generating nothing. You know, with this football team, guys, there are just questions with this team that are, we almost know for a fact now, are going to be week in, week out question marks. They're going to be things we're looking for. And so when you talk about running game and you talk about South Carolina finding balance, that word, that B word, balance. And I'm not talking about balance, 300 passing, 250 rushing, or vice versa. Can South Carolina hit 100 rushing yards? Can they hit 100 rushing yards? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets 
in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it. Whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I, I'd be willing to go on record, guys, and say right now that in games that South Carolina hits 100 yards rushing this season, they'll go undefeated. Because they've got the quarterback, they've got the weapons. The thing holding this offense back, and in games in which they struggle, will be lack of balance. Getting held to 50 yards or less rushing. And so, when you're having the troubles you have, like, do we see more Mario Anderson? Do the fans get what they want? Do we see DeCabrion Joyner used in different ways? Do we see more of Juju McDowell and special types of packages? Do we see Dontavious Braswell used at all? But I think the big one there is Mario Anderson and getting him more involved, getting him more action. Do the fans get what they are clamoring for? And I think most folks out there, myself included, I think Mario Anderson absolutely should get more carries. He absolutely should get more of a look. And you've got to find a way to generate some running game because Spencer Rattler leading your team in rushing again ain't going to get it done. Having 16 rushing attempts, guys, I mean, as long as you win, who cares? But I think in a game like this especially, like finding some sort of balance, that's got to be a priority for this coaching staff and for this football team. Now, speaking of running games, speaking of finding balance, My question is this, guys. I'm going to group the offensive line and defensive line together. I'm going to group both lines of scrimmage because my question is, who is USC on the lines of scrimmage really? And is Carolina able to take what they did in Athens, build off of it, and take a step forward? Like this time next week, are we talking about an offensive and defensive lines that we say, wow, we got glimpses of it in Athens, and they were able to take that, build off of it, and they really performed and took yet another step forward against Mississippi State. It was a positive performance by both of those groups. Or do we see the Gamecocks on the line of scrimmage go back to what we've seen in the past, which is you can't run the ball and you can't stop the run because it's going to be a challenge for South Carolina up front on the defensive side, right? Woody Marks, one of the better running backs in the SEC, obviously with under Kevin Barbe, the new offensive scheme. State loves to run the football And while Georgia rushed for, you know, a fair amount, especially that second half, they wore you down, I think there was enough encouraging signs, guys, in that game to say, you know what? The Gamecocks could be better against the run this year. In a game like this, they could be stingy against the run. But can they do it consistently? Can we see South Carolina build off of what they did in Athens? Both offensively and defensively, because, guys, the first half against Georgia again, You saw glimpses. I thought the offensive line, I mean, the running game was never in existence, but I thought the offensive line played their tails off. I thought the offensive line did a a pretty darn good job, all things considered, 
protecting Spencer Rattler and giving him time to throw. And guys, when Spencer Rattler's got a clean pocket and he sets his feet, really good things tend to happen. But I'm just wondering, both offensively and defensively in the trenches, who are these guys? I mean, who is this football team? Because I think the thing that's been so maddening for us over the years is like the lack of consistency, like not knowing what version of the Gamecocks you're going to get on a weekend, week out basis. Because, guys, if you go out there against Mississippi State and you get blown off the ball again and you give up five or six sacks, we're going to be sitting here thinking, like, what happened to that group we saw in Athens? What happened to that group we saw against Georgia? Like, and this thing's got a long way to go, right? Both offensively and defensively. Like, it, it's it's a work in progress on both sides. <clears throat> but that P word, progress, I think that's what fans want to see more than anything, is to be able to take what you did positively, work on the things that you didn't do well, and build off of that and show signs of moving forward. So, who is South Carolina on the lines of scrimmage, really? Is there reason to believe that they're improving week to week and taking steps forward? Or was it fool's gold in Athens, and we are sitting here scratching our heads just wondering, how did I fall for it yet again? Guys, another really fun storyline in this game is Stone Blanton, a a guy who was once committed to Mississippi State, was going there to play both baseball and football. He obviously decommits, flips his commitment to South Carolina, and is now taking on his hometown team. He talked about this, guys, in his media availability on Tuesday, and I think it's just, it's always a fun matchup, right? Stone Blanton, a Mississippi guy, right, looking forward to taking on, he probably knows that coaching staff, the ins and outs, knows Zach Arnett really, really well, and you know, I, I would not be surprised if this isn't like – there's going to be some extra juice, right, for Stone Blanton. There's going to be some extra juice looking across the field and, and, and seeing that Mississippi State logo and, you know, seeing that coach step. He already mentioned he's going to have like 20 people in attendance in regards to family members and stuff like that. So, you know, and normally in a game like this, you see a guy, you see the main character, if you will, step up and be that dude and and ball out against their hometown team, their home – you know, their home state team, if you will. Excited to see what Stone Blanton at the linebacker position has in store. And South Carolina is going to need him in a big way, obviously, when it comes, guys, to stopping the run and slowing down a really talented Woody Marks. Guys, is this the game that we finally see a vintage game incoming for South Carolina, both defensively and on special teams? Because we have not seen it. You know, I, I was going back thinking about it. You know what the Gamecocks were missing on Saturday against Georgia? They were missing that big play defensively. They were missing that big play on special teams. And we knew that that was what it was going to take for South Carolina to pull the upset. You had to win the turnover margin. You had to get some big game-changing interception or fumble recovery or, or turnover or what have you. And you probably had to make something happen in the special teams department. And neither one of those things took place. And as we talked about all preseason, who is this football team without that? Who is this football team without Beamer ball? Who is this defense without opportunistic plays and and, and forcing turnovers? And who are they? And I think the fact of the matter is this, guys. I'm not sitting here telling you that if South Carolina doesn't get those two things that they're not going to win this football game. But for this football team to get to the seven or eight win mark, guys, they've got to have that. It has to be a factor. It has to be a thing. You heard Shane Beamer talk about it on Tuesday that, hey, we haven't been up to our standard of what we want to be in special teams. You haven't seen South Carolina 
really win that fast out of the game at all this season. Like that, you know, the one thing you've had was the onside kick against North Carolina that unfortunately you could not capitalize on. I mean, outside of that, guys, it's gotten to a point you got people complaining about Kai Kroger coming in this game. And also, special teams is a big-time storyline. When you factor in, they've got two low Griffin returning kickoffs and punts, if you will. He's one of the most dynamic return men in the SEC. So you better make sure not only do you not, you know, that, that you better make sure that you're making plays on special teams, but also don't get beat in special teams because Mississippi State can play a little special teams on their own. So I, I just wonder, is there a vintage game incoming? Because we, we haven't seen it yet, right? We have not seen the, the big takeaways. We, we haven't seen the ball sort of bounce South Carolina's way like it did last year. And I think this one at home, at night, crowd behind you, I would not surprise if we did not see South Carolina get those type of big game-changing, game-shifting, momentum-shifting plays, if you will. And finally, guys, that leads me to my finally point, my, my final point, I should say, my final top storyline, is the environment at Williams-Brice Stadium and what it's going to be on Saturday night, guys, a sellout, the SEC home opener. Everybody's geared up for this one. Guys, you look at the tickets right now, they're absolutely astronomical to go to the football game. And how is South Carolina able to ride that momentum and ride the crowd and, and use that to their advantage. Again, guys, like I mentioned, you talk about big plays on defense and big plays on special teams and getting your, your opponent flustered, if you will. And you think about Mississippi State, what they're going through offensively, and they're sort of a, a discombobulated mess, right, with, with going from the air raid to the, to the, to the, to the balanced pro style of what Kevin Barbe wants to do. And Mississippi State, guys, a fun fact, has never played in Williams-Brice Stadium at night and they haven't beaten the Gamecocks at Willie B since 1998. That was a 38 to nothing shutout against South Carolina, which was a noon kick. And getting the crowd behind you early, guys, I think is big. And I think this is one that Gamecock Nation, and, and forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think for a lot of folks in Gamecock Nation, this is one that folks are all really excited about. I think there were encouraging signs against Georgia. The way you, you know, up 14 to three at half and the way you played them went toe to toe against the dogs. I think there's encouraging signs there. But I think there's also that devil on the shoulder for Gamecock fans where it's like, this is the ball game where we see South Carolina fall flat. This is the game where we see South Carolina, a game they quote unquote should win, are favored to win, are expected to win. And for whatever reason, Carolina lays an egg and that just cannot happen <laughs> like you know what I mean that cannot happen and we have seen this South Carolina football team be a different team under Shane Beamer at home at night so Gamecock Nation is going to do their part the crowd's going to be there the environment's going to be electric fans are going to be loud guys I mean I was hearing I was hearing the environment was crazy for the Furman game it's going to be that times 10. The in-stadium production is going to be incredible. Sandstorm is going to be rocking. South Carolina will have everything it needs in place to have a big night on Saturday and get a much-needed victory. Will they do it? We 